How do you create a powerful positioning strategy inside of your business so that people and your customers, your clients, prospects know exactly who you're standing for? That's all covered on today's podcast. Have you ever heard a story that just made you feel, wow, I'm ready, I'm fired up? A story that captures everyone's attention and gets you to spread it to all your friends? Or how about a story that creates real impact and connection with the audience? Why do stories do this? And how can we create stories like this in business? I've been obsessed with figuring these questions out. I've been starting and failing multiple online businesses now for two years, struggling to find an audience I truly wanted to serve. It wasn't until I discovered my dream customers were struggling with these exact questions, except I didn't know where to find these people. I hopped on a plane to the US to attend a marketing conference that I met my dream customers, and I saw firsthand how powerful stories really are. After that, I went all in on my hunch. If you're looking for the real secrets behind how stories can get your audience fired up to take action and to change their lives through your words, this podcast is for you. My name is Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Hey, hey, this is Jules Dan here. Welcome back to Storytelling Secrets. A bit aggressive there at the start. Um, hey, welcome back to another weekly uh, podcast edition. Uh, and I don't know about you, but I, I'm, uh, I want to get ready for the end of the year. So that's something I'm really working on um, the last couple weeks, you know, I don't, I don't want to be on January 1st being like, oh shit, what do I need to do? So that's something I'm doing now, you know, just getting that resolution, that plans and all that stuff done right now. So I've got that momentum going into January 1st. And one of the things that I'm doing right now, and I think this is really, really powerful because I'm, I'm finding it really powerful, is that uh, I'm, I'm mapping out, I'm focusing on these 21 principles inside my business and how I'm going to take action on them. And there are these 21 principles from this book called Making Them Believe, The 21 Principles and Lost Secrets of Dr. J.R. Brinkley Style Marketing by Dan Kennedy and Chip Kressler. And holy crap, this is just like, this needs to be like at university or whatnot. (laughs) Um, It is a really fascinating story of how this dude, how he sold, how he pretty much gave goat testicles to other men to to fix their erectile dysfunction uh yeah and this was in a time where it was like 1900s till about 1940 this dude was huge i had no idea the story about this is fascinating and i'm not going to go over 21 principles i'm just going to go over one that i think is really really strong and powerful inside your business and it's called positioning like i said at the start that's principle number 18 um but you're probably wondering like okay what's what's the backstory of of brinkley um i highly encourage you to go get the book uh it is it is super powerful and and just like as a preface you know i'm not for unethical marketing at all um, there, there's there's a lot of lessons to learn in how this dude was able to leverage himself and, and market himself to this point where he literally had just fanatic fans just raving over him, even though we all know that dose, goat testicles aren't a legit <laughs> cure for erectile dysfunction. But anyways, let's get into it. Okay, so what's the backstory behind this book? So early early 1900s, there was an, a small ad for the, to, for a doctor to have. There was a vacancy as a do, to, for a doctor in the town of Milford, Kansas. 
right there in, uh, in the US, right? And uh, so, so Brinkley, he, he gets there and he starts doing a lot of, he, he starts selling a lot of cure-all, cure-all potions, you know, like this is the tonic that will heal everything, headaches, stomach aches, bruises, cramps, blah, this, that, that, that. And what he noticed was that there are a lot of, while he did have some sales, a lot of other people was doing the same thing. I'm selling this cure-all thing, everything. Um, and so what he what he noticed was that, like I said, stomach aches, uh, cramps, there were all these different problems just bundled into one. So what, what he did was that he tapped into this one problem, this highly emotionally charged problem that has so many different things going on, like confident, lack of confidence, self-respect, you know, you can't obviously start a family, you can't please women. Like, this is a hot topic for dudes, okay? If you can't, if you can't get it up, then like, it, it questions your manhood a little bit, right? And so, so he thought, okay, I'm going to go down this road. And uh, apparently goat testicle implant surgeries were already a thing, but he took this problem and sort of just championed it. So, 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 so he went down the problem of, okay, dudes with erectile dysfunction, like I just said, that's the problem. So he moved away from selling cure-all, um, cure-all potions, cure-all tonics, and just focused on one thing, fix erectile dysfunction with goat gland surgeries. And that's what he did. So he, he started doing that. He, st- <laughs> he started getting patients in and believe it or not, people started getting results. Now, looking back, it, it 100% likely that it was a placebo effect and that there's, prob- there's, like, there's no question that placebo works. And I'm just reading this thing now from Harvard Men's Health Watch. And it, it basically said, new science has found that under right circumstances, a placebo can be just as effective as traditional treatments. So, he was getting a placebo. He was giving a placebo effect, and that's why he was getting incredible results for these people. But he had this—he had seven-year-old dudes getting a hard on, going up on stage. He had this family that he showcased around that they previously couldn't get kids, and then after getting surgery from Brinkley, they were able to start a family. And he pretty much used these as dramatic testimonials on stages to sell other people into his belief. And as you can expect. There's a lot of backlash, a lot of backlash. There's also a lot of people in his favor. He's, he's rabid fans. He's people who completely believed what he did. And uh, <clears throat> hey, this is Jules here. I just wanted to interrupt and bump in to talk about something I know will really help you on your online business journey like it helped me. I want to give you the keys to writing emails uh, sell. And not long ago, I actually helped a client sell over $150,000 in coaching programs. We didn't use a funnel. We didn't have any ads. We just used email. And the best part was that she only had a tiny list of about 2,000 people. And the lessons in here have taken me a lot of trial and error to understand how to craft emails that sell. And that's why I want to fast track it for you and give you all my secrets. So... It's a checklist I've put together called the five costly email mistakes and how to avoid them. Inside, it's packed with timeless principles I've learned from old school direct response marketing pros. They're always the best. 
And it shows you the anatomy of an autoresponder series that gets results. But just to let you know, there are no quick ninja hacks that become obsolete in a few years. I've only picked the best stuff that's been proven to work again and again. And you can grab this checklist by going to julesdan.com forward slash email mistakes. So that's J-U-L-E-S-D-A-N.com forward slash email mistakes. All right, let's get back to the show. This is only the beginning, by the way. So Brinkley really got his, I'll still get to powerful positioning. So I just want to tell the story just to like set the scene more. So so Brinkley's getting all this momentum behind him. And he's, like I said, he, he helped this little this farm couple get a get a family back together. He, this older dude who was out of work. Like he was fighting for the little dude. He was fighting for the common man against the establishment of doctors, the AMA, American Medical Association, that didn't have answers for these people. And he was fighting for them. That was their cause. And that's why he had such a such big momentum behind him. And then when when the you know some people from LA, there was this publisher, a newspaper publisher in LA, right? He called BS on Brinkley and he invited him out to uh, Los Angeles and said if you can prove this works, then I will showcase your story to the whole nation and you'll, you'll get all the privileges and accolades. But if this fails, I will run you into the ground and put you in prison. And so what do you think Brinkley did? Yep, he took him up on his challenge. Of course he would take him up on his challenge. So he went across to LA, did the surgery on one of the guys inside of the LA publishing newspaper. I can't remember which one, LA Times or whatever it is. And it worked. And then he did it on two other people and it worked. And then he did it on the the main publisher who invited him out and it worked. And all of them started seeing uh, results. And that, that just that just put gasoline on this whole thing, this whole movement. He started getting way more media attention, started his own uh, radio station, like crazy, it's like in the 1930s when no one basically had a radio. It's like one of the first people would have a commercially, commercial radio license. Anyways, I'm, I'm, it's a huge, huge story. I, I won't get all caught, caught up in the details. But like I said, after he was, he was doing this for 30 years and he had obviously a lot of criticism from people being like, you, you can't put goat testicles in other people because it just, it doesn't work. It's not true. And it's risky. <laughs> and you're misleading people. Um, so he had a lot of people chasing after him. But the main sort of premise was that his positioning was that he would acknowledge and welcome criticism. He'd be like, great. Look at these people who are trying to bring us down. Trying to put down you, who who is trying to start a family, who's in his old age and, and you just want to have a normal life. And he and he's and he's fighting for them. He's he's just saying like stuff these people, I'm helping you guys. And so that is the positioning statement that he has has had. And once you, you get really clear on who you're fighting for and who who's who's the enemy in your market, that's the positioning strategy that you want to follow for your business. Does that make sense? So really latching on to like we've seen this a lot, especially in the political arena. Don't have to look far to see 
oh, the establishment is lying to you. Oh, you know, uh, I'm just trying to help the common man. Um, we're seeing that a lot, especially in the US. I'm not going to comment more on that, but, you know, history repeats itself. And Brinkley was probably one of the first people to really tap into this at a big scale where you got all the media involved and everything else. But the main point I want to get... The main point I want to get at, main point I want to get at is uh, find that enemy, find that enemy in common, um, and rally against them and fight against them and be their champion, and uh, that will really help you. And then make it front and center in all your marketing. As you probably know, one thing that I'm trying to champion against is uh, podcast quote agencies that just have zero respect for the podcaster. <laughs> you know, you was you just. I remember, oh, I had this like full capitals in full capitals, the subject line like from drug from drug drug from drug user and addicted to uh, a successful entrepreneur. Blah 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 blah. Didn't even say my name once, and it was just like pitch 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 pitch. Like, oh wow, how are these people actually getting money? It, it like it just I don't know. It damages the credibility of the person who's pitching. There's a lot of issues I have with that. And it, I use that in a lot of my pitches as well to get onto other podcasts. But anyway, that was like my little spin on this take of the episode. I hope you can take away something from this as well. And that's it for today's episode. So, yes. <laughs> now, to get you to get you excited for our Thursday's episode, uh, I had Daxi Perez on to talk about just you know, ideas to grow your business with your podcast. I want to bring on someone who helped start my podcast and he's, he's, he's a real forefront runner, you know, like pioneer when it comes to uh, using your podcast to not sell to your audience, but to your guests. And I think it's going to be a really, really insightful episode. I definitely learned a lot from that. So stick around for that. I'll see you on Thursday. Bye.